Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 72 of the talking the line podcast hey thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful friday of bets now before we talk some lines for you today and dive deep into the value that we found across today's slates please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod if you are watching on youtube might as well hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of a live show but if you are listening to the audio recorded version on your favorite podcast directory be sure you hit the subscribe button there too so you never miss the release as we do drop the audio after every live show next item up on the docket if you could be so kind and you do have an additional second uh, of time on your hands there go ahead hit that like button leave us a comment down below leave us a rating all that good stuff we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do and it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you and last but not least head on over to this episode's description where you can locate the talk in the line link tree within that link tree you will find all of the ttl cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton Colt45 Soroka, and boy oh boy am I ready to get the money train steaming down the tracks on this beautiful Friday, June 2nd, 2021, if you haven't checked your calendars, July 2nd, 2021, if you haven't checked your calendars yet, I gotta check my own calendar. If you ain't watching live, you might have just heard some random mythical voice come through in the background. If you're watching live, you do know who that man is now, so it's time to bring in the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, a young man who is coming off of a very happy evening after a first five sweat where his White Sox got the outright victory at the guaranteed rate field his green bay packers all the drama the nonsense the wildness has started to cool down for the time being but i do believe the fire will soon be reignited and maybe turn into a dumpster fire in green bay but who knows we'll see what happens nonetheless the man the myth the degenerate gambling legend himself mr riley armags magnuson 
partner. How are you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am doing just fantastic. You uh, like to do those tiny little jabs, you know, drive-by jabs, but I ain't having it. What do you mean? Uh, it's just an intro, man. Uh, what do you mean? Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, you know, it's Friday. I'm feeling damn good. We got 4th of July weekend coming up. And uh, not too much better to be, uh, you know, heading into than this type of weekend. Absolutely. I tell you what, you uh, you could, uh, if you could, for just a f- brief half a second, it's a little stuffy in the old TTL production studios here. I'm going to click on that old AC. That way we mm, got okay. it feeling good and nice in here. If you could just, I don't know, five seconds worth of filler material for these beautiful people, and I will be right back, you lovely, kind folks joining us today. Got to get that air. It's usually yeah, me no. that's asking for that. But, I'm saying uh, I'm hot today. It's all you. Go ahead, my man. Fourth of July weekend. I have no idea what my plans are. Oh, look, but, I'm uh, back. That was real quick. <laughs> Maybe we'll I dive into Fourth of July stuff later. But uh, I'm juice, man. One of my favorite holidays. Kind of got a. Uh, I honestly don't remember what I did last year. A lot of people, you know, things were a little bit open in the summer last year, but uh, you know. But not really at all. There weren't not any. Really. Uh, no fireworks. No nothing. So just like you, my friend, I am I'm actually. Uh, I'm actually looking forward to getting out, getting about, seeing some people, seeing what's going on. Uh, definitely trying to catch some fireworks this yeah. weekend, though. I will tell you that no I am a bit of a pyromaniac, uh, if you yes, will. As so. You are. Uh, big fan of that stuff. However, before we do anything else, before we talk a little bit more nonsense, tell you what's coming up on today's show, let's quickly get into yesterday's best bets of the day. As you guys know the deal, we're a full transparency pod here at the Talking the Line podcast. Said it twice just so you know we're a podcast. There's three times for you. And today's or yesterday's best bets of the day now live on the screen. Thank you, partner. I appreciate you to the moon and back. 2-0-1 for Mr. Magnuson. He has got himself back on the up escalator, and he is extending an olive branch to me. I don't know who has been watching my plays. I don't know what the issue is. You guys sit here and listen to me give you analysis and stone-cold stats as to why these plays should cash. And my partner showed up here at the production studios this morning, and I said, partner, what the fuck? And he goes, man... Those are just, I can't, I can't even tell you what the hell's going on. So I've revamped everything. I got a couple of spreadsheets rocking and rolling. I'm getting my entire betting game revamped. I'm done jacking around. I'm done messing around. You will no longer ever see an O. Four zero oh, and five, no O oh, for days from me ever again. And today, I do believe I got a four and O oh coming straight up. Nonetheless. Below all of that, we did get a special play to the yes, window. We, Ho- we were hoping that the Marlins game was going to uh, be played. However, it got postponed for a later date, but we cashed the Mariners' first five run line with ease. And the White Sox, uh, they did get a beautiful victory in a 9-5 or 8-5. I want to say 8-5. 8-5, I believe eight, it was. Either eight, way, five, got a win, mm-hmm. and we cashed the triple play Thursday parlay. And then the Moneyline Dice hit a cold streak yesterday. Uh, 0-2 on the day for the dice, but on the week they are still six and three, I do believe. Somewhere five and three, five and three. three. Five and three actually uh, yeah. is yeah, they were five and one yesterday. So five and three for the money line dice, looking to close out the week strong on one final roll. But let's get those doggone plays off the screen. First things first. You got anything? Oh, I was just gonna say my uh, crown of first five pushes is still firmly on my head. Yes, it is. I am the king of you first are five the pushes. king of first five pushes. That Should is have been correct. A win. They almost blew it and got me the L. Sox fought yeah. back and got the push, but man, am I the king of first five? Yeah, pushes. it was a very, very, very close to a loss. I cannot believe they came back and tied that at four. But hey, we got the push due to it. 
My promise to you, ladies and gentlemen, before we go any further, I am not dishing out losers. I, I, I just am not allowing it to happen. I promise you here, that is my promise to you right now. I don't know what this week has been. I think it's just been a very weird week of offenses and everything in between. And some of the plays that I have taken uh, when we do a little bit of research early or were some of the ones that were at the bottom of my list. So a little bit of revamp, a little bit of reconfiguration, if you will, of uh, the morning hunt. And I do believe we are on track today. If you haven't read the description, ladies and gentlemen, we got eight MLB best bets coming at you today. My partner's got two team totals and two money lines coming at you hot and heavy. Myself, you know the deal. I love the first fives. I got three first five run lines or two run lines coming at you, one money line, and then we have a full game run line that I am all over and loving the value on. Then we are bringing back for the second segment of the day, the special play of the day, the Chicago Baseball Parlay. Haven't done it for a couple weeks. It's been the primetime parlay, but obviously, you know, White Sox, Cubs, we take a play out of each one of those games. Parlay those bad boys up uh, for right around plus 260 here today for the Chicago Baseball Parlay. So stick around for the second segment of the show. We'll be sure to get into that for you. Then we'll recap all the best bets, let you guys know everything, give you an opportunity to smash them in on whatever your favorite sports book is, and they will be live on your screen. Then the all-knowing, ever-present, all-powerful Moneyline Dice will be stopping by the show for the third segment of the day to give their role and their best bets for tonight's matchup between the Minnesota Twins and the Kansas City Royals. Kind of a weird matchup for the pitchers. You got Brady Singer and J.A. Happ. A lot of weird lines and numbers. So we said not for us, it's for the dice. That'll wrap up everything on the first half of the TTL pod today. That's all the bets, analysis, trends, everything we got there. Then, moving into the second half of today's show, into the ransom reactions, into the deep, dirty, nitty-gritty world that is sports news, we will be diving into some hot news coming out of the Olympics that we both are very, very upset about. We will get back into the NCAA endorsement deals and players being paid, and you might be surprised to find out that my tone has changed from one day. Holy shit, I got a lot to talk about. I still got a lot to get off my chest. I know my partner does too, so make sure you stick around for today's Ransom Reactions. We got a Friday episode for you, let me tell you that. And then last but not least... You know the deal. You know the drill. You know what I do for you. You guys are so kind to give us your time, so I want to give you a little bit back. Give you a little inspiration and motivation. Get you through the rest of this Friday on Into Your Weekend. Going to share a little quote from the legendary MJ, Michael Jordan. Give you a little bit of my perspective behind that and some additional thought to carry you through the rest of this weekend until I get to see you again on Monday. So stick around for Colts Motivation Minutes all the way at the end of the show couple of additional reminders follow us on the action network hq app you can follow me at cash underscore with underscore colt my partner mr riley magnuson at rmags all caps and then you can follow the best bets of the day if you don't have a chance to stop by the pod or whatever the case might be where you don't see the best bets follow at talking the line on the action network app make it super easy you can see all of our best bets special plays dice roll everything in between is posted there so make sure you follow us on the action app Outside of that, make sure you stay locked into our Twitters. If you don't want to go searching for it, again, hit that link tree. We put all of our socials, all of our content right there. Mags, every once in a while, pretty consistently been coming out with that prop of the day. He's been pretty doggone hot and looking pretty good. Nothing uh, too crazy to write home about, but he's been cashing tickets on those props of the day. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, myself personally, been uh, looking at some of the pitcher matchups, might have a daily draw coming out for you kind degenerates out there today, but uh, still TBD, if you will. Outside of that, partner, anything I missed, anything uh, we need to get off the docket here before we dive real deep into today's slates? I don't think so. Maybe just a quick tally site reminder. Oh, yes. Uh, if you do um, would like to, uh, well, I, I don't really even know how to tee this <laughs> up. Uh, the easiest way, we have partnered with Tally Sight. Uh, they are basically a company who helps us uh, provide better picks, better insights, everything to you. Um, they are a full sports gambling community. You can follow our picks on their as well um they do have a uh, premium membership it's 2.99 a month uh and there are some of the biggest names in the sports gambling industry in uh or involved with tally site rather um so you can get that if you do go through one of our pages and um you would like to get a membership you can get 70 percent off a month so super super cheap for you there to get all of the best picks insights analysis in the industry that are currently out there right now um we're going to continue to grow expand make this bigger and better our content Content's going to become bigger and better because of this. And then we have some dedicated landing pages as well that you guys can directly look at our picks. Don't have to go anywhere. Can click a button and it takes you right to your favorite sports book. You can and our bet is already pre-populated into your sports book for you. So just some amazing stuff that is coming from this. Um, the capabilities and the stuff that they see, um, the future is really their vision of the sports gambling industry. And uh, with them being a tech company, it is awesome to work with them and see all the vision that they have and some of the behind the scenes stuff that we had no idea about yet. So make sure you check us out on Tally Site. Check Tally Site out on uh, Twitter at Tally Site, T-A-L-L-Y-S-I-G-H-T. Thank you again, Tally Site, for uh, partnering with us and uh, having our backs uh, when it comes to content. Outside of that and for now, cut all the banter, cut all the nonsense, cut all the gossip. You could go to every other sports media outlet and get. We know why you come here, but let me tell you again. For the stone cold locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we've been blabbing, we've been gabbing. It's time to get into the first half of episode number 72 on this beautiful July 2nd, 2021. Didn't mess it up that time, pal. I'm in action, and it's time for the first segment of the day, the TTL Crew's Best Bets of the Day. And if you haven't been here before, you're soon to find out. But if you have, you know the drill. The first half of the first segment of the day. Our mags, best bets of the day. Told you just briefly a little while ago that he's got four best bets coming at you. I absolutely love the value he targeted here. He could have gone for some run lines. He could have gone for some money lines, but he said, no, no, no. These are the value out of these games. I looked, tried to go up and down, see if I could have any counter arguments. I got nothing. This guy has got solid, solid plays today. So ladies and gentlemen, get out your brooms, get them dusted off, get them ready for a nice sweeping session this evening. Open up your sports book so you can hammer these bad boys in and open up your minds for a sheer outpouring of knowledge from Mr. Armags. And without further ado, and as always, partner, you have the floor. I appreciate that. That was a good intro for that one. Yes, sir. All righty. First play of the day coming out of the Mets versus Yankees Subway Series. I am taking the Yankees' first five money line. Now, you might be surprised to hear me say that because of the names of this pitching matchup and because I've been taking Taiwan Walker a handful of times. It's Taiwan Walker versus Jordan Montgomery. 
But in this specific spot, I am fading Taiwan Walker, believe it or not. He's coming in with a very solid 2.38 ERA. However, he's got a 3.32 ERA on the road. And in his career versus the Yankees, he's sporting a career batting average against a 404 and 522 OBP. And he is a record 0-3 in his career versus the Yankees himself. And this Yankees offense last 10 versus righties is really cooking along, partner. 266 batting average, 379 OBP, and 5.57 runs per nine. They are taking care of business right now. And the Mets are 8-13 and 13 on their side of things in 2021 versus lefty starters. So that brings me to Jordan Montgomery. He's got a 3.77 ERA in June. He's been uh, pretty consistently right around 4 ERA overall. Uh, but the Yankees are actually 4-1 in his June starts. And he is a much better 2.61 ERA at home. So this spot specifically, you got Taiwan Walker's not, str I mean, 3.32 ERA on the road is very solid, no doubt. But this team specifically, uh, for whatever reason, is just built to beat Taiwan Walker. I'm not saying he's going to get touched up, torched or anything like that. But I think you see a really solid outing from Jordan Montgomery here today. And, uh, you know, just enough uh, out of the Yankees offense to take care of this one. Maybe the sweatiest, I would say, maybe a 3-2 Yankees first five. I think they might even get him for four and i really think jordan montgomery is going to show out today that mets offense can't really be trusted right now last 10 versus lefty on their side of things 222 batting average 286 obp and 3.8 runs per nine partners so i love the yankees first five money line today what do you think? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I was kind of back and forth on this one. And then once I dove into the Taiwan Walker numbers, I'm really glad you mentioned those. I could not believe with how good he has been this season, how terrible he has been in the past against these Yanks. The Mets 8-13 and 13 against left-handed pitching. So I think that looms super large here, even with Montgomery being a little less than uh, what we would like to see from consistency. But I think he just uh, has just enough, in your words, my friend, to get the job done and the Yankees offense as well. So I will be hammering in and have already hammered in. I hope you do too. The Yankees first five money line. Keep it grooving. Keep it moving right along. Play number two OTD our mags best bets of the day. All right. Sticking with the AL East here. I am taking out of the Rays versus Blue Jays. I am taking the Blue Jays first five money line. You've got Luis Patino on the mound for the Rays right hander versus Alec Manoa right hander for the Blue Jays. And now there's Luis Patino, 21-year-old, making his fourth start on the season, sixth appearance. He's gotten gradually worse in each appearance. Zero earned runs in his first two appearances, one earned run each in his next two, and now four earned runs in his last one versus Baltimore. You've heard me say it, I think, a couple times this week. Whenever you get a young, young pitcher like this, especially a 21-year-old this young, comes out nice and strong. Guys have never seen him before, and now you start to see a little bit of tape on him. Guy, he's a little bit more predictable. Guys know what to expect, and I think that's going to be the case today. On the road, only a couple of appearances, but five earned runs over six and a third innings pitch, and he's facing a Jays offense that has been very hot. They were held down yesterday, yesterday by Yusei Kikuchi, as we predicted on the triple play Thursday parlay, mm -hmm. uh, but Kikuchi has been an absolute monster lately. And the Jays are better against right-handers right now. Last 10 versus righties, 318 batting average, 382 OBP, and 6.75 runs per nine. So they are taking care of business with right-handers on the mound. And Alec Manoa, not the biggest uh, reason that I'm taking this, but I do like him enough to side with the Jays uh, on defensively to hold down the Rays. He's got a 3-3-4 ERA on the season, and he's coming off of a zero earn run outing versus Baltimore in his last 
So this guy is uh, kind of going contrary to what I've been saying, specific, you know, about Luis Patino in this pick and about some pitchers, young pitchers this week that I've been talking about. I think he's just a really doggone good pitcher, and uh, he, as I said, he's coming off of a zero earned outing versus Baltimore, so he's kind of flipped that script on me already. And he's facing a raised team versus right-handers last uh, last ten games: one eighty-eight batting average, four uh, two eighty-one OBP. So the Rays aren't really hitting right-handers right now. They can kind of manu- manufacture runs here and there, but I think in this situation, you're going to have a Blue Jays offense that's just going to touch up this inexperienced pitcher. And we see a first five. Uh, I don't want to say easy casher, but I really have all the faith in the world in this Blue Jays offense today. I do in this one as well. Uh, yeah, that, that young guy Patino, he didn't give me the most confidence. And uh, yeah, he is slowly regressing to the rookie mean. And I think uh, we see one of the worst outings from him so far here today, especially after the Blue Jays. I mean, we predicted it. We knew the pitching matchup was going to kind of loom large in that regard. And we thought that the Blue Jays might lose that game outright as well. Um, so they're going to be a little chapped coming in here today and ready to get that victory. So I'm right there once again with your partner, Blue Jays, first five money line, second best bet of the day coming from our max moving on down the list here we got one and two covered now it's time for number three going to a team total my friend could you be so kind and indulge us i will going over to the nl this time around uh, for a little cardinals versus rockies and i am taking the rockies team total over six in coors field today you got Johan Oviedo on the mound for the Cardinals right-hander. And now, obviously, this doesn't play a factor into this play, but I'll mention it just because this is a reason why I went to the team total as opposed to backing the Rockies to win this game or their first five or anything like that. Chichi Gonzalez is on the mound for the Rockies, but he's a little too unpredictable. So I like the Rockies' offense for sure to take care of business against Johan Oviedo. He's got a 5-2-3 ERA on the season, 5.09 ERA in June, and he is coming off five earned runs over four innings pitched versus Pittsburgh last week. And he is bringing a 6.91 ERA in his road starts into Coors Field. An opposing team has scored at least three, or excuse me, opposing teams against him have scored at least seven runs in three of his last four starts. Obviously, that's not all on him, but he gets the tone set for the other team's offense to take care of business. And this Rockies offense, last five versus righties, 297 batting average, 366 OBP. So they're really clipping along right now. And even if it's not Oviedo, I do think it's going to be four or five runs on Oviedo at least. But this Cardinals pen, 4-6-7 ERA over their last five games. A little bit shaky. Not the worst bullpen in the league, but certainly not the top half of it. They are just too shaky for me to have any type of confidence in them. And I just really like this Rockies offense in Coors Field right now. And you, uh, you know, we've both been kind of fading Oviedo the last couple of months, and it's worked out for us. He is nothing special no. uh, coming into his first season here. And as I mentioned, six point nine one ERA coming into the uh, offensive Superdome that is Coors Field. I don't know if that's the right word to say, but you know what I'm trying to say here. So all that being said, I love this Rockies team to put up a boatload of runs today, partner. I do as well. I think they get over six nice and easy. Uh, I would say the least that they put up today is seven or eight uh, for sure. I would say eight, actually. I'm yeah. leaning way more towards eight. I don't think this gets over by one run. I think it's two or more, uh, maybe even on the or more side of things. So mm-hmm. I think there is some solid value on this Rockies team total. Johan Oviedo, nothing to uh, shake a stick at. Not really anything you need to be backing. So love the play, my friend. Third best bet of the day, the Rockies team total over six runs one two and three best bets coming from our mags today now it's time for the fourth and final best bet from my man all right 
partner already mentioned it another team total coming out of this one back to the al this time west coast i'm going orioles versus angels angels team total over five you've got keegan aiken on the mound for the orioles left hander and again griffin canning on the mound for the angels like him too i think i'm going to sprinkle some on the angels uh, minus one and a half and the over in this game but still not quite enough confidence in him to back the angels like that i do have all the confidence in the world in their offense against keegan aiken who has a 7-1-1 era on the season 8.61 era in june and at least five earned runs allowed in each of his last three starts so he if uh, we're putting this exact spot in his last three starts he has taken care of it for the other team in his own start not even the bullpen here he's got a 7.94 era on the road and the angels themselves have scored at least five runs in each of their last four games last five versus lefties 264 batting average 346 obp and 6.38 runs per nine that orioles pen also i already mentioned keegan aiken has been taking care of it for the other team himself but if it does need to get to the bullpen orioles bullpen last 10 5.14 era like I mentioned, I might take a little bit on the Angels here, but just not quite enough confidence in Griffin Cannon on the mound for them. I still love that offense, and I have no problem backing them against the Orioles. And like I said, I think they might at least get eight, nine runs here in this one, partner. What do you think? I agree with you once again. The Angels are hot at the plate. They uh, caught a couple bad beats at the hands of the Yankees, and then the Yankees caught a couple bad beats at the hands of them. So yep. uh, five runs seems very, very low for the Angels here today, especially against Keegan Aiken, and you hit on the Baltimore bullpen as well. Way too shaky, way too inconsistent for my liking. Uh, I am 150% and once again have already hammered in this play. Angels team total over five runs for our Mags fourth and final best bet of the day if you're feeling juicy plus money on the five and a half i already did a little bit on that one as well okay there you go there you have it anything else you needed to drop down lay down analyze discuss trend talk anything in between that's all i got all right my friend well hey I appreciate it, and I know those kind folks out there appreciate it. Hope you got those bad boys smashed in on your favorite sports book and got them ready for prime time cashing. But right now, it's time to keep the first segment moving along, keep this whole show steaming on down the tracks with the second half of the first segment of the day. You know the deal. My best bets of the day. I also told you at the top of the show, I got four best bets coming at you today, and I'm not going to hesitate or delay. I'm not going to waste any time. I think the problem was, is I've been going a little too slow, spending a little too much time on stuff that don't matter. Okay. So we're going to get right to the point, right to the chase, light speed, ladies and gentlemen. So get those sports books out again. Get ready to hammer these bad boys in as soon as I drop them down. My first best bet of the day, I am going to the matchup between the San Diego Padres and the Philadelphia Phillies. And I am not taking what the popular side I believe is going to be today. I am taking... The Philadelphia Phillies' first five money line. Now, the Padres are hitting a bit of a slump at the plate right now, and they've actually looked a little confused to me um, on the field at times here so far. I don't really know what's going on with the Padres. They've been a very solid team all year, but I think it's uh, starting to hit that midseason slump for this Padres team, even though they have gotten some quality wins. The first five innings have not been so hot for this team as of late. 
Now for the Phillies, they're starting to kind of improve here a little bit and have started to get the job done when need be and have especially got it done at home. We just need them here in the first five innings and I think they get the job done, but I think the pitching matchup looms very, very large here today. Chris Paddock on the mound for the pods and on the mound for the Phillies, you have Zach Wheeler. Now Paddock has been all right, not good, not great. He's given up three earned runs or more in three of his last five starts overall. The other two starts were two earned runs, so he's still given up runs there. It's not like he is limiting them in any capacity whatsoever. He's also allowed five home runs in his last five starts overall. Not something you want to be seeing against a high-powered Phillies team that has been built to win and needs to start winning now. He has a 5.59 ERA in the month of June, and he has not faced Philadelphia yet this year, but Chris Paddock on the mound against the Phillies in his career. 22 at-bats, 387 opponent batting average, 387 OBP, and a 967 OPS. So these Phillies more than get the job done against him. And against righties at home. These Phillies have been very, very good this season. 240 batting average, 325 OBP, and a 5.26 runs per nine. And last but certainly not least, the Padres in their last five games overall, when Paddock takes the mound for the start, two and three straight up in the first five innings overall. Now for Zach Wheeler, he has been the money man, one of the only guys it seems now, I don't know what's happened in the rest of that rotation, but Wheeler has been the picture of consistency for this Phillies rotation. He's given up zero earned runs in three out of his last five starts, and the other two starts were a two earned run outing and a three earned run outing, both against the red hot Washington Nationals, who you might hear me talk about in just a little bit with another play. However, in nine home starts, he has been very, very, very good. He's actually much better at home. He's had nine starts overall, 181 opponent batting average allowed, 2.05 ERA, and has done this all over 61 and a third innings pitched. Wheeler has a 1.44 ERA in the month of June, and he has not faced San Diego either this year, but his career numbers are pretty solid. 23 at-bats, 251 batting average, 333 OBP, and a 685 OPS. Philadelphia's 2-1 and 2 straight up in the first 5 innings in his last starts with those two or with the one loss coming off further off in the distance. So I like the Phillies to get it done here today, but a couple of closing trends. Philly is 3-1 and 1 straight up in the first 5 innings in their last 5 games overall, whereas San Diego is 3 and 2 straight up in the first 5 innings in their last 5. Philadelphia's 8 and 2 straight up in the last 10 home games for them versus a team with a winning record. San Diego is 3 and 10 straight up in their last 13 road games, 0-5 straight up in their last five games as a road dog, and this has been a week of offense, ladies and gentlemen. The Phillies are going to come out hot. The Padres are going to come out cold as they have all week. I'm sticking to the trends. I'm not worried about anything else in between, and I'm hammering the Phillies' first five money line. I'll be right there with you, my man. As you kind of mentioned, it wouldn't shock me if the Padres made a late push in the second half of this game, but I love Zach Wheeler as much as you do to hold him down today. That home ERA is no joke. So I'll be right there with you, my man. Yeah, I I like the value on the Padres' money line, but a little bit better value here. Uh, There's too many question marks on the Padres right now, and especially who knows what Paddock might give up today. So first pick, Phillies' first five money line. Second best bet of the day. Moving right along, I told you you uh, might be hearing about this team here uh, in just a second, about 
two moments ago, Mm -hmm. and you're about to now. For my second best bet of the day, I am taking the Washington Nationals first five run line plus a half. If you want to get risky, I also like the first five money line, but I liked a little bit of a safer play here getting the half run backing. Now, uh, last night, this game only went five innings uh, between these two teams. The Dodgers ended up winning rather convincingly. However, the Nats were up two to one before it went into rain delay in the fourth inning. So I like them to kind of return to that form i think it was after the rain delay they came out five runs five runs go up on the board and there goes the ball game i don't think that's going to be the case today especially with this pitching matchup you have julio urias taking the mound for the dodgers and mad max scherzer on the mound for the nats needless to say mad max has been classic mad max one earned run or less in five of his last six starts overall he's had seven home starts so far this season with a 162 opponent batting average of allowed 1.96 ERA and a f- over 41 in a third innings pitch there at home. In the month of June, he's got a 1.42 ERA and against the Dodgers this year, he has a 1.50 ERA and six innings pitched. His career numbers against the Dodgers are also very good. 82 at-bats overall, 132 opponent batting average, 274 OBP and a 567 OPS. So consistently, Scherzer has dominated these Nationals. But as for Urias on the opposing mound, He started off the season pretty doggone good, but now he has firmly planted himself on a seat on the struggle bus, ladies and gentlemen. He has given up a combined 20 earned runs over his last six starts, two earned runs or more, more like or more, in five of those last six starts. He's given up seven home runs in his last six games overall, and we all know with this Nationals team right now, that is not something you want to be struggling with. In the month of June, Urias has a 4.85 ERA versus Washington. Washington this year in five and two-thirds innings pitched. He has a 4.76 ERA and career numbers versus this Nationals team. Not good at all. 49 at-bats, 311 opponent batting average, 330 on-base percentage, and a 717 on-base plus slugging. The Nationals take care of Urias and Scherzer takes care of the Dodgers. So I absolutely love that. But a final couple key trends. I might end up springing a little bit on the full game money line here. Not too sure. However, the Nats could tie for first place in the NL East with a win here today would absolutely be huge for them and the rest of their season. Not to mention the Nats are two, 10 and 1 straight up in their last 11 home games, 14 and 3 straight up in their last 17 overall. I love Scherzer to stay hot. I love Urias to continue to struggle. And I love the Nats bats to continue to hit bombs so with the second best bet coming from me today i got the washington nationals first five run line plus a half you nailed that one my man i am right there i was already right there with you if you if i wasn't already i'm definitely on there now appreciate it even if it wasn't max scherzer on the mound today i would still be really interested in the same play just because that nats offense versus lefty specifically is so so hot. hot and you're giving him giving them a lefty that they have proven to hit in the past and then you sprinkle in Mad Max Scherzer in there. I've got no problem with the plus a half on this one. I appreciate all of that. Uh, yeah, the I'm glad you mentioned that as well. The the Nats right now against lefties have just been uh, righties, lefties, uh, southpaws, yeah, everything in between. They are lefties, destroying yeah. the baseball right now. So gladly backing them for my second best bet. All right, keep it moving. Keep it grooving. Here we go. Third best bet coming from me today. I'm back in the well. I'm back on the train. I think the boys are uh, back on the tracks themselves. So for my third best bet, I will be taking the Houston Astros on the run line, minus one and a half. 
They're heating back up, as I just told you, and I think the Indians are just, I don't think, I know. They're way too doggone inconsistent for me to trust in any capacity. They rifle off a win here or there, but I do not trust the boys from Cleveland. Most especially, I do not trust this pitchy matchup whatsoever today. I'm not a huge fan of laying road chalk. They're pretty chalky here. It's actually pretty valuable on the run line, right around minus 125. Uh, I think that probability is rated pretty doggone close to what this should be at. But back to the pitching matchup, you got Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Strohs and on the mound for the Indians is going to be Sam Henches. Now McCullers has given up two earned runs or less and five out of his last six starts has been really dominant in this rotation. Uh, was a little struggly to start the year, but has really found himself as we get on into the end of June and now into July. Uh, he has a uh, uh, 3-0 record um, so far on the road this season. 206 opponent batting average allowed, 286 ERA, and all of that over 28 and a third innings pitched. In the month of June, he had a 2.87 ERA. And if you look at his career numbers versus Cleveland, you say, Colt, what the hell are you doing? They are way inflated, and it is a very, very small sample size. When you get a guy that goes two for four and a guy that goes one for five, those generally average out to pretty doggone high numbers. But I think those are going to regress way, way, way to the mean here today. And Lance McCullers will find some early success against this Indians rotation. But for the opposing pitcher, Sam Henches, he's a lefty. I'll tell you why I told you that here in a second. But he has been anything but the picture of consistency. He has a 7.32 ERA in six starts, 13 games pitched so far this season. He has uh, done that all in 35 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's got a 7.62 ERA back in the month of June. Two home starts overall for Mr. Henches. He has uh, also pitched seven games at home in addition to those two starts. 281 opponent batting average allowed and a 4.02 ERA. Houston has not faced him this season him being a rookie pitcher obviously not in his career either they are getting hot and they have been hot 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 against lefties they have hit lefties so well all season long and i think that they continue to do that here today against lefties on the season 295 batting average 372 obp and a 7.63 runs per nine they hit a little bit of a slump here recently but they're getting it turned around. They won last night's game very convincingly, way more than two runs, and I think they get the job done here once again today. However, a couple of key trends that I'm looking at, Houston has won five out of the last six McCuller starts, four of those five wins by two runs or more. Cleveland is four and six straight up in the last 10 games overall, five of those coming by two or more runs. Uh, and Cleveland is 0-4 straight up in their last four in game two of a series. Cleveland is 1-7 straight up, you know me, in their last eight Friday games. And Cleveland is 16-21 ATS at home, with Houston being 22-18 ATS at home. Give me all of the Astros here on the minus one and a half run line. I think they get the job done very easily today. I'm all, though, all over that one with you, my man. You know how I felt about the Astros last week. As you mentioned, they had a little bit of a rocky patch for a few days, but uh, yesterday got right back on it, and now you're giving us a mediocre lefty. I think it's going to be a feast for that offense again today, so I've got no problem backing you again on this one either. 
appreciate you, my friend. There's my third best bet. Let's wrap things up with my fourth and final best bet of the day. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, going to the matchup between the Texas Rangers and Seattle Mariners. And I am taking the Texas Rangers first five run line plus a half. Once again, I also like their first five money line, but I like the value and I like the safer play we're getting here with the half run backing. This is really not, even though you might think so, because the Rangers got me yesterday against the Oakland Athletics at all. This is a very sharp play and once again comes down to the pitching matchup for me. Uh, Very, very lopsided numbers and Texas has a bit of an edge as well as they have scored 26 combined runs overall over their last five games. Now back to the pitching matchup. Kyle Gibson, my man on the mound for the Rangers, he has been the picture of consistency in this rotation. He has been one of the only guys that this Rangers uh, uh, rotation or Rangers team can depend on to have quality, consistent starts. Everybody else out the window. Can't tell you anything, but Gibson, I know he's good. He has been uh, solid this season with 15 starts. He's got a 6-0 record, 200 opponent batting average allowed, 263 on base percentage, pristine 1.01 whip, 2.00 ERA, and he's done all of this over 90 innings pitched. He has been doing the damn thing, ladies and gentlemen. Back in June, he had an ERA of 1.52, and he's given up one run or less in four out of his last six starts, and those other two starts were only two earned run outings, so he's not given up a boatload. He has really limited opponent offenses. Seattle has hit him well in the past. You will see some of those numbers. Uh, they might scare you away, but they're not scaring me away because this is the best season we have seen from Kyle Gibson in over eight years. He is back. I don't know where this resurgence came from, but I have to back him until further notice. As for the opposing pitcher, Logan Gilbert, rookie, he's been okay, back and forth, good, bad, good, bad. But surprisingly, he has struggled mightily at home this season. He's had four home starts. He's got an 0-2 record, 6.38 ERA, 274 opponent batting average, and he's done all of that only over 18 and a third innings. So he has given up runs early, often, and at will, my friends. He has given up three earned runs or more in in all four of those home starts. So he's just letting teams rake. That is all I can say. Texas also has not faced him this year, and then obviously not in his career. Uh, But I think they keep that offensive momentum going because they have won four out of their last five games overall by a combined total of 22 runs. They have scored 26 overall, but won by a combined total of 22. Last but certainly not least, a couple of key trends here. Uh, Seattle has gotten the better of Texas this year, especially in Seattle, um, but they have faced all of the bottom half of the Texas pitching rotation. They haven't faced anybody good or anybody who has been as dominant as Gibson. Traditionally on this season too, when they face somebody who is dominant as Gibson, it is not a very good evening for them at the plate. I believe that the Rangers are going to get the job done and get the outright win. But once again, I love the half run backing. And this pitching matchup just looms way too doggone large for me uh, to see Seattle putting up more than one run. So gladly, once again, final fourth and best bet from me today. Well, I said that backwards. Fourth and final best bet from me today. (laughs) The Texas Rangers first five run line plus a half. I'll be right there with you again on this one, my man. Love Kyle Gibson as much as you do. Uh, maybe not, but, you know, I still do love him. You do love Kyle oh, Gibson. Um, He's yeah, one of your huge, guys. But, huge uh, yeah, I wouldn't shock me if the Mariners made a late push in this game, but uh, we ain't betting on that. We're betting on the first five, so I'll be right there with you. There you have it. 
there you go. My four best bets of the day. Now you have all eight of our best bets of the day. I hope you had your sports books out and hammered those bad boys in while we were telling them to you. Because if you didn't, now you got to wait for us to get through the second segment of the day. And then we'll uh, flash those bad boys back up on the screen. So then you can pull your sports books out again and hammer them in. Without further ado, though, time for that aforementioned uh, second segment of the day. The special play of the day, ladies and gentlemen. I already told you what it is, but one more time, the Chicago Baseball Parlay. Um, You know the deal. Only two teams in Chicago that are baseball teams, the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs. Um, Looked at the money lines, looked at the run lines, looked at the opposing teams, looked at the totals, looked at the team totals. Didn't really know what direction to go in, but then we saw some money. Then we saw some key trends, and we decided we're going for both totals, and we're going under on both totals. So, partner, I'll let you kick things off. A couple key trends, a couple key things you're seeing. Uh, with the first leg of the Chicago baseball parlay, the Chicago White Sox versus the Detroit Tigers under eight and a half runs. All righty. Can't really uh, tee it up too much other than that. <laughs> but uh, we've got Lance Lynn versus Casey Mize today. Uh, and that pitching matchup is the biggest factor in this side of the parlay here. Uh, you know, as a White Sox homer, I would have been confident enough in the money line. However, uh, you know, partners obviously uh, a little less biased than I am. And I can agree with that because the t- White Sox do own the Tigers this season. However, Casey Mize is really damn solid. And uh, he has seen the Sox a couple times this year, giving up three earned runs in both of those starts. But those games ended up 4-1 and 3-1 finals. And on the other side of the bill, you've got Lance Lynn on the mound. He has been as solid as can be for the Sox this year. And I think it's going to be a similar story today. You're going to see a low, low-scoring game. Total going to finish around 5-6, in my opinion. Um, to be unbiased, I would I would predict a 3-2 win one way or the other here. We're in Detroit today, uh, but Casey Mize has been uh, progressively really solid. He ends up giving up a little bit in that you know, sixth, seventh inning. Uh, so maybe they pull him a little bit quicker before that to avoid the uh, third time through the lineup. Uh, but nonetheless, I've got no problem back in the under in this one. As I mentioned, I think it's going to be a 5-6 uh, total finish here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lance Lynn, Casey Mize, that uh, is all I really need to say for this one to stay under. Both of those guys I expect to have very dominant days. I know the Sox have raked against the the uh, Tigers so far this season, but I don't think it's going to be the case today. I think we're going to have a low-scoring one, and yeah, I think the White Sox edge it out, but Casey Mize just scares me too doggone much to uh, put full trust into that. Right, they've, they've beat him twice this year, but it's not like they barraged him or anything like right. that. It was a kind of a ho-hum, slow victory for him both times. So I think it's going to be the same. All right, there you go. First leg of the Chicago baseball parlay. The second leg, I am just waiting for you to hit my hand of one of these times. Oh, the second leg. That happens, my man. Because I have my hand resting on, on the table and you hit Hammer's my hand. Flying, baby. Hammer's no, flying. that I, I hate. In the comments, who, who would be at fault if I am resting my hand on the table and Mr. Magnuson slams the hammer down and hits my hand? Who would be at fault at that? Leave it in the comments who you think. But moving right along for the second leg of the Chicago baseball parlay, over to my Cubbies. Uh, they are taking on this evening the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Reds have uh, heated up a little bit at the plate. So have the Cubbies, but... 
I think this matchup tonight is going to stay way under. Alec Mills on the mound for the Cubs. Um, he had a bit of a rough outing in the first first inning, really, and then he kind of came back and found it all over again in his last outing. And then uh, you have Sonny Gray on the mound for the Reds. He's been kind of hit or miss, but he has had some success against the Cubs in the past. I think this one will stay way under the total, but a couple of key trends I really like um, for this one to stay under. The under is 4-0 and when Mills' last four starts after allowing five or more in the previous game. The the under is 5-0 and in his last five starts on grass overall, and the under is 4-0 and in Mills' last four road starts overall. As for the Reds, the under is 4-0 and in the Reds' last four after scoring five or more runs in their previous game. It's also 4-0, and the under, in the Reds' last four games following a win, and the under is 4-0 and in the Reds' last four games when the total is set at 9.5 or more. I absolutely love the under in this spot. The Cubbies have actually gone to the under in seven out of their last 10 games with two overs and one push. The push was at eight runs. It was seven to one victory for the Dodgers when they played them in that game. Cubbies are in a bit of a slump. All of uh, the so-called fans have been hopping off the bandwagon as they typically do right around the end of June and July. It's all right. The boys will get it turned around here. Eventually, we can start betting them on the money line again. But for now, I like their total to stay way under. And especially with how the Reds have just kind of been inconsistent back and forth here, I think this one stays way under nine and a half. So second leg, Cubs versus Reds under nine and a half runs. Yeah, I'll be right there. Obviously, I'm right there with you. It's all parlay together. I would but, hope you know, so. I'm in a full <laughs> agreement of what you just said. Uh, I like Sonny Gray to handle the Cubs today, and Alec Miz, Matt Mills to do both here. I'm interested to see where the Cubs' offense goes from, uh, you know, where they've been. What just happened on uh, Wednesday? They put up seven runs in the first, and then obviously lost that game, but also right. didn't put up any runs after that. So I'm really interested to see, you know, do they fall back into that slump or do they pick themselves off the floor? Nonetheless, I, you know, I not to say that they can't win this game, but I think it definitely stays under nine and a half. Absolutely. There you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The Chicago baseball parlay coming in at odds right around plus 260. If you want to get accurate, you want to get technical, plus 264 on the FanDuel Sportsbook app right now. Get it hammered in, but so you can nice and easily, and so you can see everything that we have coming from uh, the TTL crew today, all of our best bets, the special play, and everything in between. It is now time to recap all of those best bets. Now live on your screen for the first time today. The TTL Crew's best bets for July 2nd, 2021. If you would so kindly turn your attention to the left side of your screen, you will see our Mags picks. He's got, once again, four coming at you today. He has a New York Yankees first five money line, Toronto Blue Jays first five money line, Colorado Rockies team total over six runs, and the Los Angeles Angels team total over five runs. Turn your attention over to the right side of the screen, and I got also four picks coming at you. You have the Philadelphia Phillies' first five money line, the Washington Nationals' first five run line plus a half, Houston Astros' minus one and a half, and the Texas Rangers' first five run line plus a half. You go right below that, and you will see the Chicago Baseball Parlay, the aforementioned special play of the day. Two legs on that bad boy. Chicago White Sox versus Detroit Tigers under 8.5, and, and my cubby, Chicago Cubs versus Cincinnati Reds under 9.5. There you go, the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 best bets of the day and the special play coming from the TTL crew for this beautiful July 2nd, 2021. What a Friday of bets. Get those babies hammered in, locked in, 
sprinkle a little bit of cheddar down, whatever you need to say to make sure you get those plays put in at whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Now moving right along into the third segment of the betting portion, the first half of the TTL pod. You see some additional wording on the screen there. It is the money line dice. Told you at the top of the show, we are rolling, or the dice are rolling rather, for the matchup between the Minnesota Twins and the Kansas City Royals here today. So without further ado, it is time to get into today's money line dice roll of the day. As always, as I am uh, getting things set up over here with our uh, kind guests on every episode and getting set up for the viewing quality of our wonderful viewers on the opposite side of that screen. Partner, could you be so kind as to indulge us as to who is the home team here this evening? Who's the away team? Favorite dog? Total? Any additional storylines you think we need to know before the dice roll on this matchup? I get everything set up, and I'll see all of y'all here in just a few few seconds. Alrighty, I will Thanks, go sir. ahead and do just that. Uh, we've got an AL Central matchup today on the dock for you folks. We've got the Twins at the Kansas City Royals in Kansas City. You've got J.A. Happ on the mound for the Twins versus Brady Singer. A couple of guys, as my partner would like to say, have been on the struggle bus just about all year long. So it's a little bit too unpredictable for us in this one. Twins are coming in with a three-game losing streak at the hands of my White Sox. Uh, offense wasn't too bad in that series, however. Six runs, three runs, five runs. Uh, but that pitching staff was a bit rough for the Twins. Now, the Royals are coming in. Uh, let's see if it's a five-game losing streak. Three, four, uh, seven, eight, nine. Nine-game losing streak for the Royals. Goodness gracious. Uh, so I was a little underestimated on that one. Uh, but nonetheless, the Royals on a nine-game losing streak actually coming in at minus 112 favorite. And on the flip side, you got the Twins, obviously, as the dog at plus 104. Uh, on the run line here, minus 1.5 for the Royals, plus 160, plus 1.5 for the Twins is at minus 182. And the over-under in this game is set at 10 runs right now. Money splits for this game. Money and bets coming in on the Royals. Big money coming in on the Royals. 62% of the bets coming in on Kansas City, while 74% of the money coming in on the Royals. So you got a 12% difference there in favor of those Royals. While on the uh, over-under here, you've got bigger money coming in on the over as well. 64% of the bet slips coming in on the over, while 84% of the money coming in on the over. So a 20% split there. I mentioned we got a couple of struggling pitchers. Lefty J.A. Happ coming in with a 5.83 ERA on the season. He has been, uh, you know, after a solid start, 1.96 in April. Followed that up with a swift 8.49 ERA in May. And now a little bit better, but still pretty terrible, 6.93 in June. He's coming off two and three earned runs allowed in his last two starts. However, the Twins did get the win in his last two starts, 7-5 and 8-2. He has been just terrible on the road, 7.98 ERA. Things could not be worse for this guy. So you would think we might be interested in the Royals despite that losing streak. However, you got Brady Singer on the mound, 4.7 ERA, 4.34 here in June or this past month here in June. 
but that's got no confidence for me for him. They He pitched against the Twins in early June, lost that start. Not terrible, two earned runs allowed, but the Twins won that game 2-1. to one. So no idea what we're going to see from Brady Singer. A little bit better at home, 4.2 ERA at home. We about there, partner? All righty. Because I got uh, just about all I can say there. So. You can tell you're running out of a little gas. Both these guys pretty close in whip, actually. 1.45 for Hap, 1.49 for Singer. So both of them allow some base runners. Pretty similar uh, body of work as far as innings pitched for Singer, 76 and two-thirds, 71 for J.A. Hap. So they have uh, been consistently in the lineup all season long. But uh, we'll see if they stay in there because they uh, – Pretty much suck if I uh, can be less candid with you or be more candid with you. I don't even know. More candid, more but candid. appreciate it. Yeah. Absolutely appreciate all the storylines. Uh, one more time so I don't have to ask you, as always, what was the total again? Ten rooms. Ten, okay. I, I thought this was said, but I didn't want to say it wrong. All right, so we got the Minnesota Twins going into Kansas City, Missouri to play the Royals. Who are we taking today? Now, for the first time live on this beautiful Friday of bets, you see the Moneyline Dice live on your screen. First roll, as always, ladies and gentlemen, you know the drill, you know the deal. Will we be taking the home team, Kansas City Royals, or the away team, Minnesota Twins? We all find out on this beautiful Friday in three, in two, in one. Are we out of here? That's the home team, Royals. Home team. Oh, Kansas City Royals. Home team, Kansas City Royals. All right, second roll of the day. Are we going ATS? Are we going money line? Let's get juicy. I like it, Dice. Why not let it let it ride, huh? In three, in two, in one. Hey, oh, re-roll. No computer not that business. One. This one. ATS. ATS it is. Okay. So home ATS, Kansas City Royals plus one and a half for the first selection. There was a little bit of breaking news on the screen there. All we'll right. Make sure you second. save that here because we're getting right into the ranch reaction very shortly. But for the wild card roll of the day, shoot. Home ATS. We're doubling down. Home ATS. Friday has All been righty. becoming the consistent doubling down day i don't know why but the dice are seeing things clearly on fridays so um i like it man i don't know about you the dice have spoken if you want a guaranteed take a ticket to the window tonight the money line dice have doubled down and they are not hearing any of the bullshit Hammered in right here, right now. First time live. Kansas City Royals plus one and a half. Minus one and a half. Minus one and a half. They're the favorites. They're the favorites? They are the favorites. Holy I'm cow, I've been saying it wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who do not see it live on your screen and need to hear it one more time, the Kansas City Royals minus one and a half are today's Moneyline Dice best bet of the day. There you go. Plus 160, getting juicy. Plus today. 160, baby. All right. Thank you, Moneyline Dice. We appreciate you. We love your picks. We love your selections. Let's get back hot today, huh, boys? Let's we'll get you, uh, get you six and three on the week. Here you go. A little ASMR for you guys. Got Thank a little you, dice. dice action for you. Get Thank you a little you, ASMR. Thank you, Dice. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you uh, want your own Moneyline Dice or any of the 
other amazing products on the MoneylineDice.com website. Don't go searching the inter- intraweb or trying to find uh, this all this stuff out yourself. We make it super easy for you. As always, we put everything in this episode's description. Bottom of this description, you're going to see the MoneylineDice.com website. Next to that website, you're going to see a code, TTL10, TTL10. That code is good for you to get 10% off of your first order on MoneylineDice.com. Nothing off limits. So make it easy on yourself. Head on over to this episode's description. Go get your own set of Moneyline Dice or any of the other awesome products that they got. Start rolling with us. Start cashing tickets with the dice. And as we always say, and soon you will too, in the dice we trust. In the dice we trust. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Let me make a quick adjustment here before I keep this show moving on down the tracks. Let me get rid of this bad boy on the old computer screen. Okay, here we go. Looking terrific, ladies and gentlemen. That's a positive week for the dice since they only got one week or one play. Yes, sir. Positive that day. is a positive week for the dice, regardless of what happens this evening. So thank you so much, dice. Are you guys positive on the week? I'm not. <laughs> the dice are. <laughs> How about that? So <laughs> there you have it. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The first half of the Talk in the Line podcast, right at about an hour. Perfect timing, just as always. You got our eight best bets of the day. You got the Chicago baseball parlay. The money line dice have given you the Kansas City Royals minus one and a half for their best bet of the day. You got all of our trends. You got all the analysis. You got all the reasons why we love these plays today. We got nothing else for you. If you are one of the kind gambling folks that just stops by the TTL pod for the first half of the show, that's it. That's a wrap. We ain't getting into no more betting nonsense today. Well, actually, we might a little bit here in the second half. We got uh, some stuff to talk about, but no picks to dish out. No UFC card this week, so I will not be doing a main card parlay or anything this Friday, but you better believe I will next Friday for UFC 264. Outside of that, (laughs) that all being said. We're not that. We're not that. I'm not excited at all for that (laughs) shit. Please do it for me. Do it for Mags. Have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have other plans. A terrific segue right into your weekend. Let's cash some damn tickets tonight. We will see you at the pay window in prime time. And. After the weekend is over, we'll see you right back around here on Monday because you know the deal. We need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. So have a great day, my friends. We'll see you later. We'll see you on the flip side coming up next week. But for those of you getting better at my uh, pronunciations here. And uh, because we're also working on some uh, potential potential partnerships and and, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and sponsorships so got to be able to slot them in there you know sure. got to be able to have them so you guys might be getting some additional solid access to some pretty sweet companies not just moneyline dice we uh, have some other ones coming up in the horizon that's Gold all hammers are us that's all you're getting <laughs> you're not getting any any more hints today before i get to word vomity here but for now you know the deal we're already We are already slap happy and already shooting the shit. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get into the second half of the show, the second half of every episode of the TTL pod. Today's Rants and Reactions. All right, let's 
drop it into first gear, kick it on back just a little bit, and talk some shit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to sit there like that the whole time. All right, my friend, I got some shit I need to get off my chest, okay? Go ahead. I got some serious shit I need to get off my chest and something that you guys are going to find out about me here today, and I don't, uh, you know, I don't care who knows. Why the hell not? Here we go. So first things first. Comes out yesterday Mm -hmm. that the LSU product, the electrifying, the motivating, the all-around beautiful human being, Shikari Jackson, or Richardson, I'm sorry, Shikari Richardson. Let me make sure I say this right. Shikari Richardson, if you don't know, I'm not exactly sure what event she runs, but she is a track and field runner and is a certified badass. Yep. Will burn you down at any length, wherever you want to take it, grass, turf, dirt, sand, she's got it. I believe it's the 100 meter that's her bread and butter. Though. Okay, so there you go, there you have it. The scene has been set. Well, what's coming up here uh, in just a few short weeks, my friend? Oh, the old Tokyo Olympics. Oh, so what is one of the main events in, in Tokyo, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, 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 what's one of those main events in those Olympics? Appears to be the hundred meter dash. Oh, oh, that's right. F- track and field, something that that these players or, or these athletes train for their entire lives and don't really have a professional stage. So this is the one opportunity they get to get invited to have their name in lights and to represent their country to the fullest. The one opportunity they get. And Shikari Richardson is facing the opportunity to be ripped away from her because of the weed. And I think it's horseshit. Shikari Richardson failed the drug test due to marijuana. And this has to be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I may or may not have ingested a few cannabinoids before we hit the start streaming button here today. I may or may not be an avid enjoyer of the Lord's kale. Not the devil's lettuce. It is the Lord's kale, my friends. You see the analysis I put down. (laughs) You see the vibes that I bring. It is, it's, it's not bad. It's great. It's good. So now we have a young woman who enjoys a confusing herb, if you will, Mm -hmm. on the side after she's done with everything, after she's done for the day, wants to relax, have a little doobie, watch a little Scooby Dooby movie (laughs) and hang on out. So I don't see the problem here. I might boycott the Olympics and just start smoking a shitload of weed while the Olympics are going on. I don't really know, but the fact that we are still in the 21st century and we have athletes potentially getting held out of athletic competition because of the weed, what the fuck are we talking about? I'm actually glad you said the word boycott because I was actually going to bring that up myself. Well, and there are a couple of events that I really, really oh. enjoy because they're actually, my, I, I love USA basketball. Mm-hmm. They got golf in the Olympics now. Mm-hmm. Don't know if I would be able to boycott that. But everything else, do I enjoy the Olympics? Sure. Do sure. I need it in my life? Hell no. no. Is And Shikari Richardson, do you realize how big of a star she would have been if she went? If she's, hopefully this gets overturned. Hopefully she still has that opportunity because she would have become... The big, one of the biggest female athlete stars in the country mm-hmm. would have been a massive mm-hmm. role model for black female women athletes all the same. Mm-hmm. And 
and it's not and this isn't a performance and performance enhancing drugs there's been many studies that prove that unless you're playing video games sure there's been a lot of studies that show that it uh helps your recovery as an athlete and in her case to what she claimed her mother passed away i don't know how long ago she was using this as a griefing mechanism i i have no problem with it man yeah, and uh you know there's some people that would say okay well it is in the rules like that's fair, I suppose. You know, if it's the rules, it's the rules. But still, this needs to be overturned. And I wouldn't give a shit if I had to boycott the Olympics to get this. I mean, obviously, me alone isn't going to do that by any means. Nobody cares about me as an individual as far as that is concerned. Mm. But I don't think America cares about the Olympics. No. I think they care about more about this this person now than they care about the Olympics. After yeah. what the uh, backlash and response that I saw on social media yesterday, mm-hmm. especially athletes, uh, you know, on, on, of all walks of life that are in the spotlight, they all stood up for it and called all this BS. So I fuck it. I, I, I'd yeah. be in for it. I have zero problem with tetrahydrocannabinol. <laughs> I have zero problem with cannabarbidiol. And I have zero problem with the other 31 to 75 unidentified cannabinoids in the marijuana plant, which marijuana is actually a made-up word by William Randolph Hearst, who owned the paper company. And when hemp was very, very popular back in the day, he saw that hemp could possibly hurt his business and destroy paper as we know it. So he came up with a word called marijuana and it was making all these people go crazy. And you know the movies if you grew up in the times. It's all a farce. The word marijuana was created to create false propaganda so a paper company could continue monetizing and continue being a monopoly. Why do you think we don't see hemp? Because of that exact reason. It's all a farce. It all is. If you want to know how I feel about it, there you go. I am rather educated. You want to go down to the dirt with me about this wonderful plant, I will be more than happy to because uh, I'm an avid uh, avid partaker and uh, somebody who will back it up. Absolutely. Because I see the benefits. I see what it does, not only for my life, but for other people's lives. And uh, this is absolutely crazy that somebody might be getting held out of the Olympics because they wanted to have a few couple tokes. Not to mention, I don't exactly know what state she resides in, but I know for a fact that it is a legal state of this plant. So that alone should be enough to where it's like, hey, she didn't do it illegally. 100%. 100%. Either way, there you go. There you have our takes. You, The cat's out of the bag. You guys know now, <laughs> but as if you didn't. Uh, either way, we got a serious problem with it, and uh, you heard it here first. We might be boycotting, boycotting the Olympics. Okay. Who knows? We'll see what happens, but uh, T's and P's is Shikari. Hopefully, she can get this all appealed, get all this bullshit out of the way, and she can find herself in Tokyo here in a couple of weeks because I would love to see her run. I think she's got a very serious opportunity to get some gold there for the USA. Yeah, no kidding, She's man. a certified badass. I already told you that, but she Many is. people are calling her the fastest woman alive. Yeah, she's a dog. She's a dog and a half. She is. She would... She'd probably lap me about six times before I even decided to get about halfway through a 100-meter dash. Yeah. I mean, there's no... I'm good. I am good. So there you go. We'll, back we'll get, <laughs> we'll, uh, we will get off of that soapbox. There's the latest in the Olympics. Olympics are coming up, so we'll, uh, we'll definitely have some coverage. We'll see what's going on. We might have it going on in the background while the show's rocking and rolling because a lot of those events will be happening. Unless but then again, we might be fucking boycotting. So who knows what's going on here at the TTL pod? Stay tuned. You'll find out. Let's keep this rants and reactions moving right along here, my friends. Back to the NCAA, the National Collegiate Athletic Association. Players getting paid now, my friends. And uh, 
might have, might have, might have, might have, might have uh, come off a little too harsh yesterday. I do a little backtracking here today because, wow, uh, this is here to stay. This ain't going nowhere. Some of the biggest names in the social media sphere, in the sports, well, not sports gambling, in the sports sphere, and just in life in general, have already, it ain't even been 24 hours. And some of the endorsement deals and things that have come out are absolutely insane to me, my yeah. friend. So, all that being said, any noteworthy, anything you've seen, anything that's come out that uh, you're like, oh my gosh, they are doing what? Uh, that has been kind of floating around the internet because it seems like the entire feed on the old bird app here lately has been XYZ athlete has signed with XYZ sunglasses company. Yeah, I mean, it's taken off a lot. I expected things to go, you know, somewhat quickly. I did not expect them to go mm. this quickly. Mm -mm. Now you've got, uh, and I don't think they were even, maybe they were thinking about it, but they made it, Dave made it seem like he wasn't thinking about it. You got Barstool sponsoring just about. Literally any athlete that's in a yep. college that wants to be sponsored. Yep. I saw one athlete. I think he went. He goes plays football at Miami. He said, uh, "You know, my DMs are open. If you want to sponsor me for any other athletes who want, because he does graphic designs. He created this graphic that said all of this, and it was fantastic. If any athletes want graphic design from me for this purpose, hit me up." So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of athletes helping athletes, and we're going to see a lot of athletes, large scale, small scale, getting at least some type of chunk of change here. So, yeah, absolutely. I definitely walk back some of what I said. Do I still think there could be some potential There's problems? Certainly concerns, yes. Sir. There's certainly um, concerns. Do I think that I, I think more now that this now more lays on the NCAA's shoulders. This isn't really on the players at all anymore. You know what? Fuck what I said about, about them getting it. They deserve it. They fucking deserve it. They've worked their asses off their entire lives. If a school has the ability to make hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars off their name and likeness, they should be able to do the same damn thing. So there you go. There's my opinion now. I'm on that. The sheer volume of deals that came out yesterday absolutely blew my mind. And hey, you know me. Get that bag, baby. Go and get that bag. Whatever it is, I'm a hustler myself. I know it. I get it. Anything you can see, rock it. And hey, man, we're talking cameos. We're talking just your standard sports companies. We're talking, I mean, for crying out loud, pen companies are sponsoring yeah. guys for, I mean, it is it is absolutely insane. Um, but kind of back to this being on the NCAA shoulders, I think they I don't think they realize the can of worms that they have opened up on themselves. I don't even think that they realize that this was going to take less than 24 hours for 99% of their athletes to be signed to some type of company on some type of sponsorship deal. And now they have to do all the cleanup. When things start getting out of hand, things, uh, oh, mate, ooh, 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 hey, we see this, ooh, that's a little bit of a risky deal. I don't know if that college kid should have got into that deal. That might fuck him in the long run. Mm. They have to answer for that. Yeah, there's definitely concerns with it. Um, the one I was listening to somebody yesterday that was talking about how, I mean, you saw it in the past where guys like Zion Williamson became a, you know, a sports figure when he was 15, 16 years old. Are we going to start seeing companies start talking to those kids you know, two, three years prior so they mm. can get them buttered up and ready to sign with them once the time comes. Right. Because that's going to be, you know, you might even have 13-year-olds who are bona fide studs that people think are going to be a no-doubter getting into the, uh, you know, college basketball, college football, 
are, are these companies going to go as far as you know recruiting maybe not recruiting but you know what i mean kind of kind of something along those some lines feelers out there and that's obviously going to be a, a weird thing to see or maybe not see who knows but uh yeah like you said can of worms for sure and uh yeah pros and cons no doubt i think the pros outweigh the cons though yeah we'll uh we'll see what continues to happen and continues to evolve but it is already on the rocket ship and uh college athletes are going to the damn moon they they see the opportunity and they are not afraid to reach out, especially with the world of social media now. So, hey, rock and roll. You guys go get that bag. Go get those sponsorships. And, uh, hey, we'll keep watching you guys play. As long as all of this shit doesn't affect the play, um, my man destroying, if you haven't uh, seen any of his YouTube videos, uh, former college kicker, uh, is a great kicker. Um, destroying is what he goes by. But he uh, made a TikTok yesterday absolutely I lost my mind when I saw it. It was classic football player. He's got his busted down backpack on. He's skating uh, on a skateboard with flip flops on, and he grabs his phone out of his pocket and he, oh, oh, hey, coach, you old practice? Yeah, yeah, I'm on my way. Shit, and he takes off, and then it cut scene next, and it's a guy, and it's him, and he's in a full Gucci jumper and his <laughs> Louis Vuitton backpack, and he's carrying a a YouTube gold subscriber thing, and he's got money falling out of his pockets and he gets up to his tesla and he reaches in his pocket of what a hundreds fall out and he goes hey coach practice oh yeah hold up i'm on my way i'm on my way (laughs) and puts away his phone (laughs) and he he like sticks a stack of cash on top of the tesla gets in the tesla and zooms off cash goes flying everywhere (laughs) just classic and the caption's just college athletes before and after the nil yeah. <laughs> just absolutely <Yeah>. electric so <laughs> i mean that that was so funny i suggest you go check him out but uh yeah it's it's gonna get interesting and i think uh we are at the very tip of the icebergs my friend yep, so okay. keep it moving right along here uh told you no ufc nothing going on there 264 coming right around the bend next week uh i will be diving deep into the ufc countdown all the embeddeds and uh some of the outside stuff too so i can bring you guys the best up-to-date information and uh, I'm diving deep this week. I might spend a whole damn week for my Friday picks. So might just not spend one day and then rip them out to you on Friday morning live. I am going to take some time and we are going to have a casher here. Uh, NFL, nothing crazy. Gave you our way too early division winner predictions at the beginning of the week. Uh, nothing else has really came out. Uh, no dumpster fires, no new drama. Nobody's getting traded. Aaron Rodgers still hasn't showed up. Nobody really knows if uh, the Titans are going to win. Uh, nobody knows how the Bears are going to be. You know, just glossed over the Packers there. But <laughs> uh, we'll see how the NFL goes. We'll definitely keep our eyes peeled. It should be sooner rather than later. I would say within the next week, week and a half here, we're going to start seeing some serious trade rumors, some serious movement, some di- different things going on. And then if at the very least, some of these OT rumors. I'm kind of interested to see if more teams start getting fined for these OTA oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. violations or, three or four yesterday. Yeah, or whatever the case might be. So there, there's some stuff happening, but not enough rumbling and bumbling to really rant and react a whole bunch about it. But we'll keep the ears and eyes open, uh, see what we can find out there. Be sure to bring it to you when we do. Outside of that, wrapping things up on the rants and reactions, last two uh, sports we got here on the docket in uh, full swing of the playoffs. We got the NBA and the NHL. Uh, Well, actually, first, before we dive into all of that action, because the playoffs do take a little bit, uh, MLB, not a whole lot new. The uh, war on sticky stuff raging on. But it did come out yesterday that uh, Chris Sale might be coming back to the Boston Red Sox. Partner, do you think that... 
with how this Red Sox team got out of that slump, how they've been hitting the ball now, is that one dominant pitching arm the last final thing they need in that in that whole team right now to potentially make a deep playoff run? Possibly, man. I hope I'm not too biased because Chris Sale is one of my favorite pitchers of all time. Being Why is on that? South side for oh. a number of years, oh. being uh, dominant through a few dark years for my Sox, but uh, for my Sox, not the Red Sox. Uh, but I, you know. I want to say yes because if he is even ninety percent of what he used to be, that is a sure. massive boost for that offense sure. or for that rotation, uh, because they've got four or five guys that are uh, you know Evaldi was really good yesterday. Pavetta, Pavetta, both of those guys have decent top line numbers, but they're just not consistent enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't really trust them against uh, you know offenses that come October against an offense like the Astros yep. or yep. you know if my Sox are healthy or uh, you know with their own Yankees or whoever yep. else might represent the AL East. Um, so I think they need him. Do I think that pushes pushes them over the edge? I don't really know because the AL is pretty tight. Uh, without him, I don't think they can get through the uh, through the playoffs with that rotation. Martin Perez, yeah, that, that was going to be my next Looking two. One of those guys yeah. out of there and placing him with them. I, I mean, yeah. it's certainly a boost, no question. But Definitely. final piece to get him over the edge, I'm going to say no. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where I really lean on that. I mean, yeah, that team scares me right now as whoever they're facing. They're yeah. absolutely destroying the baseball, but they also scare me in the fact that we get into September, October here. I don't know what that team's going to be able to do. Yeah. They got some stiff competition over there in the yeah. AL. So they, I mean, yeah, they they still need to fight to make the playoffs. That's a four team yeah. race in the playoffs right now. Yeah, man. absolutely. It is. Uh, it is getting heated. It is getting hot. There are actually surprisingly, there's not when you look through divisions, maybe two divisions that the third through fifth or third and fourth team is out of it. Right. Every other one is, we're talking 40 and 39, 39 and 41. Like everybody's right there. It is very interesting how tight this MLB season is actually playing out. Yeah. I mean, you look at the AL East alone, you got the Blue Jays sticking right around 500. There's a good, I mean, they got to get some pitching consistency. Yeah. If they they can do that, they'll be hotter than hell, but they just, exactly. and I mean, when you go down five to nothing in the first two innings because of how their pitchers have been, it's, it's hard to get that mojo back that the Blue Jays have, man. And. Oh my! Oh my! Yeah, Speaking I mean, of the Blue Jays, you gotta get—you gotta imagine they're gonna get hot though. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of the Blue Jays, if you didn't see me retweet it last night, um, Vlad Guerrero Senior put out a pretty pretty heartfelt uh, tweet. It, it got me. It was pretty doggone cool. It was a picture of him and uh, Vladdy Jr. at an All Star game. Looks like. I don't know, circa 1995, 96, somewhere. Maybe. Oh, I think it's like mid 2000s. Is it mid 2000s? So, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah, because Vladdy's that he's like, he's, he's, he's younger than us. So yeah, he's younger than us. So it would be 2000s. Duh. Wow. We're in twenty twenty. We're in twenty twenty one. Holy to, shit! I, it kind of leads me to <laughs> I like specific. I don't know if I remember that specific moment that he tweeted, but I can remember. Vlad at the home yeah, run derby with a little kid that looked exactly like him yeah. running around. Yeah, and, I can too. Uh, you know, here we are, and here we are, and Vladdy's pimping fucking bombs yeah, for the man. Toronto Blue Jays. I, I wish he was in the derby, but... Uh, yeah, gosh darn it. I, yeah. I still don't know, but hey, we'll at least get to see him in I the mean, All-Star you know, game. There's been uh, legit concerns as far as does the home run derby ruin a guy's swing. That varies from guy to guy, so... Oh, okay. I guess I didn't really ever look at that from yeah, that perspective. Yeah, because I, mean, I mean, I guess the last five years, I guess, is different because guys kind of swing up on the ball a lot more than they used to fundamentally, so mm-hmm. maybe it's like, that narrative's kind of dying a little bit. But overall, I mean, there are a handful of guys that you know go in deep slumps after they go in the home run derby, so maybe he's just trying to avoid that. Yeah, maybe so. We'll see what happens there, though. Uh, All-Star Weekend coming up quick, fast, and in a hurry. The All-Star uh, lineups are officially out now, so uh, I'm not sure that any of my cubbies got... I think it might be just be the starters. I could be wrong. 
Uh, yeah, it's just the starters came out so far, but um, yeah, but I don't think any of my cubbies got the starting. I honestly have not. Been I was so I was so that. surprised. Um, but either way, I got to dive back into that. Yeah. Who cares for now? All Star Weekend coming up. Uh, after a while, we'll get into that when it comes around. Weeks, I think. But back into NBA and NHL playoff. First stop, NBA hardwood. We had Game Five last night between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. Me and my partner both were on the Atlanta Hawks. Thought it was going to be very, very impossible for the uh, old Milwaukee Bucks to uh, get any type of mojo going without Giannis on the floor. They were up double digits with Giannis on the floor in Game Four, and uh, just didn't didn't seem to have it going, clicking, and I didn't think that they were going to be able to, regardless even if Trey Young was out. I kind of had anticipated it, and then I saw the line movement kick back to four and a half uh, from three once the Trey news was announced, and uh, I said, oh, oh, we might still be in trouble. I mean, the Bucks look like how the Hawks came out in game four. Mm-hmm. They looked they looked quick. They looked the ball was popping. Yeah, and uh, I mean, with the preparation without Giannis, I mean, I, I really don't know what to expect going forward. Are we gonna see maybe meet in the middle and they both come out looking strong in Game Six? I don't know. I mean, you have to imagine that if Trey Young is even like on the fence, you have to imagine he comes out and I would say so forces himself because yeah, apparently the Hawks it. the Hawks thought that they could get the job done on the road without Trey right. and save him enough to either get it done in game six or game seven. Well, now they done fucked themselves and they got to get it done in six and seven. So now we got to go back to Atlanta, get the job done, then go back to Milwaukee where it's been ruckus and the Bucks have been pretty damn good in these playoffs and get the job done there. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I'm I'm just curious to see if if Giannis is like not good enough, if he wasn't good enough to go last night or if they kind of thought the same thing, like, hey, I think we can get this done without Giannis and save him for this game. Mm-hmm. And if we have to go the last two games without him, and now I'm, you know, still curious, do they throw him in their game six or do they rest I mean, him and I, put all their chips into game seven? If yeah, they if have I was to? that, I'd rest him. I mean, they they so were too. dominant as hell. They had the Hawks so defense just doing circles all night long. I mean, and then the combination of um, you had Herder, Williams and then sometimes Collins bringing the ball up. I do believe. Oh yeah, against Drew, uh, trying to avoid trying to Drew trying Holiday. to avoid yeah, Drew Holiday, Holiday and they couldn't get the job done. Drew Holiday would get on one of them and they couldn't figure out how to pass the ball from there. And Drew Holiday was absolutely fantastic. Ball. I mean, he he has played defense on another level throughout these playoffs. Yeah. So I think that continues uh, definitely as far as from him. Me too. I don't know where this series goes. I don't know what happens. We got to wait now until tomorrow before we get another game. Kind of sucks with now yeah. sun sitting around waiting. We got to sit around and wait so these guys can get their needed rest and blah, 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 blah. So finally, once again, it'll come around on Saturday. We'll see what the hell happens. But I don't, I, even, yeah. I don't know. I don't even care who gets in at this point. I just want either whoever gets in. Well, I do because I'm well, still I, holding yeah, fair, tightly fair, fair, fair. to that Atlanta Hawks championship ticket. Yeah. And uh, it is uh, starting to get a little sweaty over here. I wasn't. Right. I have not sweated once about that damn thing. Even even like after the big Milwaukee win, I have not sweat once about it until last night. Yeah. I was like, ooh. Okay, okay. We need we need to do a little something here, right. Hawks. A little something here, Hawks. But just, I would just, I have no, I mean, I'm going to watch it, but I have no enjoyment out of watching a Suns versus uh, Starless, you know, Hawks or Bucks team. That's going to Yeah, that's, that that's going to be absolutely terrible. And if the Suns, like, that is the most, like, you can pretty much write off that championship. Right. If, if they get, if either one of the teams that they end up facing, Bucks or Hawks, are injured in any capacity, like, it's just, they, they have faced absolutely destroyed lineups this entire right. playoffs this right. entire playoffs they and have I mean, not faced an yeah. all-star duo 
once. They can't control that, so that's kind of they the can't control it. There's it, still, sure, you're right? You're not wrong. Sure, you're not wrong. but I mean, man, talk about cake money getting yeah. through the, to the finals, and now they're sitting back, kicking back, relaxing, waiting to see who they get to play. So, hey, more power to you, sons. We the Valley. Moving right along, wrapping things up with the frozen water, the Stanley Cup ice. Got game three tonight. Tampa Bay Lightning, Montreal Canadiens, my Habs, ladies and gentlemen. Wanted to do a little bit something different here today. We typically talk about how we're feeling, what we think, how I'm feeling about my Habs that I've been bandwagoning for the last month and a half since I told you that they were going to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals and everybody said boo to me after going down 3-1. They're fucking here. And I think they might have a shot tonight. I think they do. It's uh, you know, a little uh, still too much up in the air. Obviously, you didn't put anything on your po- uh, pod picks. No, sir. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to take a side at all. But uh, as it stands right now, Lightning at minus 132, 135 range, and the Habs at plus 115. And I was telling you, I don't know if this is a trap line for the Lightning, seeing as though that's not a terrible price. So anyone who thinks the Lightning are just rolling through this series are going to eat that up. Or if it's a trap line the other way, thinking the uh, Canadians can bounce back and it's still at plus money. So uh, I don't know. What are you thinking on this one? Man, you know me. I, I love my Habs. I think this this is the spot that they could get it done. I wouldn't bet it any lower than plus 110. Um, sticking right around that plus 115 mark, I would not bet it any lower than plus 110. Um, I know we talked about it a little bit, and you kind of keyed on it right there, that is this line i think this is a setup line for the lightning I think this so is too. they go from minus 170 to minus 210 favorites all the way down now to minus 135 that just don't make sense and i mean i guess you could adjust the line and everything based on going to montreal based on how the habs have been in game 1 going into montreal all of that jazz but I just think that this is a pure Vegas setup line to get everybody and their dogs to back a 2-0, up 2-0 Tampa Bay Lightning team on an incredibly short line. But, uh, yeah, I think I got to go Montreal. I mean, I think you're getting the right value on that. Right. I mean, but, you got, uh, uh, I mean, the Lightning did open up at minus 160 in this, and they've dropped all the way down to minus uh, 135, despite mm-hmm. 61% of the money backing the Lightning. So that kind of leads me to where, and both of us, to what we were saying as this being a trap line for people who back in the Lightning, because as that money liability comes higher on the Lightning, that line has gotten easier for the lightning or the price has gotten better for the lightning so yeah i don't know if i'm gonna back it i really don't know but i uh i generally think key trend if you see right. a line getting better and easier for a team to cover when they are getting shit loads of money tossed at them they ain't fucking winning <laughs> it don't more happen like that not. more often yeah. times than not it don't vegas don't work that way so they they're Think about it. It'd be you, somebody paying you to give them, uh, or, or I, I don't even know how to how to tee it up. I mean, it, it's pretty straightforward. But <laughs> you're just <laughs> literally the line is getting better for the team that people are betting on. Mm-hmm. So Vegas is generating more of a monetary liability for that team, but also making the line better for that team. Right. So a higher probability that that team wins. 
Makes no sense. So I uh, I think I got a, li- a lean on over towards the Montreal Canadiens today. I'll, I'll definitely be hammering them in. I know I said it yesterday, and you fucking called me on it. I'll believe it when I see that shit. Said I wasn't going to bet them, but I'm back on them tonight. Game three, Montreal Canadiens. I think I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to be sprinkling a little bit on there, honestly. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a safe bet for sure. So uh, there you go. There you have it. There's our uh, insights on the line and the movement today so far. Outside of that... Uh, nothing major, nothing else, uh, earth shattering. Oh, you said, uh, cow, there was a Cowboys update news, breaking news halfway Uh, through. Cowboys hard knocks. HBO's hard knocks going to be the Cowboys. Oh, oh, I guess that's cool, but I like hard knocks. I like hard knocks too. I thought we were, we had some earth shattering, shattering, I do too. Cowboys should be a good hard knocks. Last year, I, you know, I just, maybe uh, we get to see the melons getting smashed. Maybe we get to see the the melon mashing. The intro to the hard knocks, melon mashing. Melon mashing with big M's up on the stage. It has to be. Oh, that would be electric. Wow. Last year, last year, it was a lot of like oh zoom chats because they can't be in right. person so right. I, it wasn't a very good hard knocks uh and now you got cowboys in person that's a good one that is a good one i'm interested I'll be to see it uh, yeah actually i i'm glad you brought that up that uh, I'm, I'm pretty interested in that now hmm will we see melon mashing on the cowboys hard knocks fingers crossed ladies and gentlemen fingers crossed outside of that Nothing major uh, TTL updates wise. Uh, still rocking and rolling, closing out another beautiful week here. Uh, we're going to keep getting better and better and better and better. I am making a uh, firm promise to you that uh, I ain't going to be turning in those horse shit days that I have been this previous week. Uh, one of those weeks, just what it is, is what it is. But uh, you keep on smiling, you keep on uh, analyzing, you keep on researching, and eventually you uh, start cashing tickets once again. So, uh, I get there eventually. I'll catch up to my partner, and uh, I do believe this Friday is just the day that's going to start all of that. But my partner's going to stay hot. Told you you need to break out the brooms. Get the uh, brooms out of the closet. Get them dust off. Get ready to do some sweeping here today, ladies and gentlemen. Outside of that, partner, anything else? Burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode 72 of the TTL pod on this beautiful July 2nd, 2021. Couple quick things. Oh, okay, uh, first baby. Of all, you skipped over me yesterday, so I'll. I know down. I did. Uh, I I totally. I just. I yeah, literally. We were running long. It's alright. I literally just realized that as I was saying that right yeah. now, I was like, "Fuck! I didn't say this yesterday, did I?" So I saved it. Well, one of the what I had yesterday for today. Yesterday on yesterday's date in 1997, Mike Tyson bites piece of Evander Holyfield's ear off. Mmm. Surprised we didn't see more of that on Twitter, honestly. Yeah, I, I saw a and couple you, of videos. Did you? I, I didn't did you know. freaking imagine if that happened now with social media? You have no idea, bro. Because of my, uh, that, that Especially w- to that level yeah. of those names. That would be absolute pandemonium. And the the crazy part is, man, is like a bite with a mouthpiece. Like I even think about a bite with a mouthpiece versus a bite. I would rather be bit bare teeth. Like a mouthpiece like will literally stick to the skin and rip and pull like i would literally be rather bit with bare teeth like that just sounds so bad and like you can see him lean in like when they get into that clinch and he does the lean in and i mean just a rip out of his ear all right so yesterday the anniversary of mike tyson taking a nice chomp out of uh, vander holyfield's ear what do you got for us today man Gotta go Fourth of July. What's Ooh. your uh, what's what's your Fourth of July go to food wise? We're both big food guys. Ooh. Both big Fourth of July guys. Gotta go with some grill stuff. I'm a big uh, burgers, dogs, brats, all the like. Uh, 
I'm going to have gonna to let, go with brats, though. I'm, I'm going to let you guys guy. in on a little something. I'm going to give ahead. you a little something you guys can try out this weekend if you want. So, obviously, I could say the beer brats. My beer brats yep. are the yep. shit. Anybody who eats my beer brats, matter of fact, there might be some people watching this that have eaten my beer brats in the past, and they know the deal, and they also know what Chef Colt puts down. Right. So, you get you some steaks. Yep. We're going to do some steaks this weekend, okay. right? I got you a little different way you can do them. Okay. Get you some type of sauce you like. I typically like doing an Asian sauce, okay. but something something mild, like a hoisin, not like a huge crazy teriyaki or something with just some popping flavors. Just something, some good mellow Asian flavors, or you could even go more of like a, a Mexican style, maybe, uh, or even like a chimichurri, kind of something like that. You know, kind of kind of get that feel. So get you a, a sauce like that. Grill up your steaks how you like them. I like my medium rare. Hey, the bloodier the better. Shit, if they're mooing on the plate, I like that too. Uh, But either way, you want to do it. Now, you're going to do it for just a little bit shorter than you typically would. Just a little. Not, I'm talking maybe a minute or two. So you get it all done. And now, instead of just getting your steak, plopping it on the plate and going for broke, Mm -hmm. we're going to let it rest. We're going to get a bowl. Whatever sauce we decided to take, we're going to fill that bowl full of the sauce. You can use a whole damn bottle and submerge your steaks in that sauce and let them rest and cool for about five minutes or so. What that is going to do is while all the tendons are contracting back together, getting cold, it is sucking all that sauce into the muscles and the fibers and everything good in there. So when you take that out of the sauce put it on your plate you don't have to put any additional sauce or anything else in it it just oozes okay. with just goodness and juices and the flavors interlocking in between try that out let your uh steaks rest in about five minutes in a, a one of your favorite sauces and uh let your mind go crazy you you honestly don't even really need to submerge it you can uh just put like a like a, a, a baking sheet and uh just set it on top maybe flip it halfway over and just let it sit and cool in there and it is it's something my friends let me right. tell you that but uh yeah there you go oh maybe uh maybe a quick beer brought recipe if you want the beer brought recipe get your onion chop her up so you got me started you got Colt, I got you started you got Colt, chef Colt started saute you up an onion nice and easy put you some spices in there a little bit of garlic parsley salt and pepper whatever you want get those caramelized down and then nestle however many brats you need on into that bad boy pour in your beer whatever you want I like me a good IPA usually do about 16 ounces give or take as long as the old doggos are submerged okay. let that boil out for about 40 minutes to an hour just depending so we ain't got no crazy boozy flavor going on rip your doggos out drain your onions mm-hmm. put them all back in the pot together or if you want a little brownage on your uh old brats there take them outside to the grill get a little on both sides slap them on a bun onions on top a little mustard Best beer brought you ever had. All right. That sounds good to me. Fine. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Well, hey, thank you for getting me on that track, there, right? my friend. <laughs> Little did you know, Chef Colt yeah, has a goodness. very serious passion. But uh, for you, my friend, 
haven't uh, haven't got it out. What are you What are you officially feeling for July Fourth? Oh my man, I said little brats. brats, little oh, brats. Gotta have little the brats. brats. You know, okay. I guess I usually go one burger, one brat. I'm a yeah, yeah. You gotta have the half half. Both. I like a little bit of uh, you know some uh, cheesy potatoes on the side. Mm. Mama Mags makes mm. some real damn good cheesy potatoes. I actually, used to have a tradition um, before my uncle passed away. Passed away a few years back. Um, they lived on what we called Old Man River. And uh, it's uh, old floating river, you know, like one of those you can bring your inner tubes yep, to yep, and yep, float yep. around, whatever. It's uh, on campgrounds out down southern Illinois. You'd never find it if you even looked for it. Um, and what we do is my uncle would be down on the dock. I'd be up manning the grill. And people would just be floating by, and we'd just be handing out <laughs> hot dogs all day. People just junk, living life, having the best time ever. And then they come by a dock, and there's my uncle handing out hot dogs. I mean, you want to see people's entire day turn around for the better give them a couple of hot dogs when they're pissed drunk on a river (laughs) i mean we used to then i think uh, one year get two three four hundred hot dogs (laughs) out i mean just absolute blast so thanks for bringing uh july 4th up got me uh down memory lane there some good memories i appreciate that speaking of dogs you a fan of the uh annual hot dog eating contest yeah Yes, I sure am. That's oh, uh, coming up here, right? Fourth of July. Fourth of July every year. Every Absolutely. Of July. Yeah. So uh, I'm a big fan, man. I'm a big fan Joey as well. Joey Chestnut. Yeah, Joey Chestnut's a man. He is a man beast when it comes to uh, putting down some food for sure. You ever do any challenges like that? Damn, we're on a roll here. You ever do any challenges like that? Not hot dogs uh, or anything like that. I would definitely be down for some uh, pizza. Uh, in high school. I was on a mission to complete okay. every food challenge uh, I could okay. in my area. Hot dogs. They had the big dog on campus challenge at the. Uh, oh crap! I can't think of what it was. My favorite hot dog place. I lived right next to it. Um, is on Milliken University's campus in Decatur, Illinois. Big dog on campus challenge. Two pound foot long dogs on bun. Two toppings only. Your choice. Pound and a half on side, chili, cheese, fries. Actually called them disaster fries Mm. because of how much shit they put on top of it. Goodness. I plowed through the disaster fries, plowed through both doggos, and I made the mistake of, well, thought it was a good idea. I'm going to leave the buns for the very end. Oh. Going to leave that till the very end. I don't want to get too fulled up. Mm -hmm. Got about through one and six-eighths of buns. And body said, boy, you ain't doing this no more. You are not doing this no more. My body started to shut down. My body said, this is not what we're going to be doing on this Friday evening anymore. Did and you go for the soak, the bun soak? Oh, yeah. It made it even worse. <laughs> oh, no. So that that oh, was no. when my body was telling me, no, no, no more. I said, come on, boys. Come on. We need this T-shirt. And we need the free meal. Come on, boys. So I start dunking that shit. And that's when my body really said, yeah, bub you might as well turn to the right right now and get to running down that hallway to the bathroom because uh, oh promptly we're going to we're gonna be do, doing something kind to your insides. Oh to which I destroyed But not to get too uh, not to get too graphic there, but uh, yeah, that was that is graphic. that is my most recent uh, most recent <laughs> challenge. We might have to do. I've been thinking about it. We might have to do. We haven't done a showdown in a while. We might have to do some showdown punishments with something like yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah, involved. I'm da- hey, I'm down. I'm down. Once we uh, once we definitely get back into the NFL, NCAA, oh, yeah. and the college basketball ball seasons you will see a lot of showdowns yeah. coming from me and this guy yeah. baseball is just 
excuse me, baseball is just too much of uh, a fickle gal yeah. to uh, for us to really show down. Like I'll like something, and then he'll say, "Well, show me down on it," and that's it. Eh, I don't like it that much. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, so. There you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Got a little bit windy. Got into some good stuff there uh, with July 4th. Appreciate your sidebar, as always, Mr. Magnuson. Let's wrap today's show up, episode number 72, the only way the TTL crew knows how and the only way that I know how, with some motivation minutes. I uh, told you at the top of the show, got just a uh, brief quote for you, a little bit of perspective and uh, something to get you going this weekend. So it is a quote from Michael Jordan. I will read you the quote and then uh, give you a little bit of my perspective and some additional thought uh, to take with you as we close out the show. The quote coming from MJ is, Never say never because limits, much like fears, are often just illusions. One more time. Never say never because limits, much like fears, are often just illusions. And I've said it on the pod before. Uh, Another uh, one of my favorite quotes, uh, author unknown, your limitations are only your imagination. Any limit that you perceive to have on yourself, keyword there, is a perception. Anything you possibly have a limit in you can be removed. And by one person and one person alone, you. And it takes and you have to want to make that decision. You have to want to realize that those limitations are just illusions. You have to be in the mindset that you can overcome those limitations. Because if you consistently say that you can't, you won't, you shouldn't, you probably never will, I can guarantee you, you never will. The more that you say you can't, the more it cements it in the future that you won't. And now I know what you might be thinking, stop giving me the Pull yourself up by your bootstraps stuff. I don't want to hear that. I, I, uh, life's hard. I can't ever catch a break. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm sorry. It might, not seem ins- it might seem insensitive, but you have the power. You can do it, regardless of situation, circumstance, upbringing, uh, anything at all. You have the power to remove those limitations and to stop putting them on yourself. You know, another thing that got me really thinking when I, when I started to think about this topic, so many people, even celebrities, even the people that we want to mold our lives after, uh, the definition of success, even those people get into social media and start seeing what others are doing in their circles and start looking at themselves as less than and putting limitations on themselves as to how they'll never measure up or be as good as XYZ person. Stop doing that to yourself. Stop comparing your life to others. And at the end of the day, yeah, we all are human beings. It's easy to do. I use the celebrity example because they're human beings at the end of the day too. And this happens to everybody. So you're not alone. But you have the ability to get rid of those limitations. You have the ability to stop putting barricades around your life. To stop putting those things in the way that you could further where you're at currently, but you decide to keep staying where you're at 
because you'll never be good enough at this. Oh, I could never learn how to do that. Oh, my father was never good at this, so I can't be good at this. It's all illusions. It's all made up. It's all in your mind. Anything you want and anything you can think of is possible. Anything that you want to achieve is 100% achievable. You just have to want to. So remove those limitations, my friends. Stop putting all these pressures upon yourself because of what other people are looking or what, what other people might see as success. Just because their highlight reel on social media is great doesn't mean that their backstory is all that good. So maybe you should just stop worrying about that altogether. Stop worrying about the limitations other people put on you. Stop worrying about the limitations that you're allowing others to put on you. Stop worrying about the limitations that you're putting on yourself that wouldn't even exist if you would just have the right mindset. So one more time, I'm going to leave, this with you, leave you guys with this here today and uh, hope you can keep this close to your heart this weekend and uh, remove any limitations in your life and start achieving, succeeding, and believing that you were put on this earth for a purpose and that you have the ability to overcome, have the ability to advance, and have the ability to be better than you were yesterday. So one more time, never say never. Because limits, much like fears, are often just illusions. And that does it for my Motivation Minutes for today. Good stuff as always, my man. Great way to wrap up the week. Getting us into the weekend. I uh, can't add too much. You nailed it right on the head. Appreciate you, sir. Uh, yeah, that's one of uh, one thing I just keep realizing so much in this world is just how much people pay attention to everybody else and everything everybody's doing and how much it just causes issues in your life. I say it so often too, worrying about what other people are doing or what other people think about you is like drinking the poison and hoping that they die. Mm. It don't typically work. (laughs) It typically doesn't work out that way. So there you have it. There you go. My motivation minutes for the day. Outside of that partner, anything come to the mind uh, while I was getting through there, anything pop up on the phone screen, anything we need to get to before we let these kind folks go on and get about their weekend? No, sir. All right. Well, that's the show. That does it for episode number 72 of the Talking the Line podcast. Make it official. Throw the agenda on out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide, as always, thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for supporting us, for stopping by the show, for helping us bankrupt these books one play at a time, for the following, for the likes, for the comments, everything. Everything you guys do is beyond more than we could thank you for. We do this for you. We are going to continue, as I always say, make TTL better, bigger, better, faster, stronger for each and every one of you. I promise we ain't going nowhere. We have a bad week. We're coming back even stronger. I don't even want to group my partner into that. I have a bad week. I'm coming back even stronger, okay? So with all that being said, thank you guys. Seriously, I cannot say it enough. Please. Just keep coming around. Tell all your friends. Tell your brothers. Tell your uncles. Tell your neighbors. We're cashing tickets and that's all we're doing. Let me tell you that. But for now, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide. For myself and Mags, 
We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have other plans. A spectacular start to your weekend. We'll see you right back here on Monday's show for nothing but good old-fashioned ticket cashing. But for now, on this beautiful July 2nd, 2021, let's cash some tickets. <laughs>